gioco di gambe, guadagna il fondo, il cross, e gol, 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 Dabro, Dabro, Dabro. Vale ancora dentro la di rigore, c'è un mischione, Nangolan, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol. al 32 The Serpents of Inter podcast is brought to you on the SB Nation Network for more information and to check out all Inter Milan news all the time make sure to log on to serpentsofmadadina.com And welcome to uh, another episode of Serpents of Inter podcast. I'm Matt Clark. Joining me, as, uh, as always, is uh, Sam Anpour. Sam, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we're, we're looking towards warmer times here in the States, uh, at least where I'm at. So... Uh, uh, feeling pretty good about that, but let's uh, let's jump right in. We got we got a, a lot of stuff to talk about this uh, this show as we lead up towards the uh, the Derby della Medina, which is Sunday. Uh, first off, uh, I want to reflect a little bit on the Thursday's matchup with Eintracht Frankfurt, a one nothing loss, and I, I don't know if pitiful is the right word to say when it comes to just describing how Inter played in this match, but. Um, I think it comes pretty darn close in, in terms of uh, of what they put on the pitch. And I realize that you know Inter decimated with with injuries and suspensions um, ha- had had a lot of players out there you probably wouldn't normally see to start a match like this. Um, but but all in all, uh, things just did not go uh, together at all for Inter. Offensively was just poor. Defensively wasn't bad. I mean, I, I have to I have to give a little credit to the defense that, with the exception of Devry's error that led to to to, to, to Jovic's goal in the uh, in the first half um i think defensively they were able to withstand uh a, a, a much more pressure uh for from frankfurt than they provided in the last match in frankfurt but uh, uh all in all just a very disappointing performance in a game in a match that uh w- w- could have possibly determined whether inter was going to get any hardware this season uh, and now that answer is obviously a resounding no there's not going to be any hardware for inter this season um but uh uh, you know your your thoughts on on the match, Sam. I, I can my my I, disappointment is is probably an easy way to phrase it for me. But uh, um, I, what are your thoughts? Here's the thing. Like first of all, to begin with, I understand that uh, a lot of people want to uh, hold Spalletti Spalletti accountable for for this loss. Uh, in a sense, sure, you can you can talk about the motivational factor and how did the players actually react to the game. But the problem. Uh, the problem was that we actually had like 12 senior players that were available for this game. So Ranocchia was the player that was substituted. That's that's a center back uh, fundamentally, right? So so he can't impact the offensive side of the game uh, like someone like uh, uh, Mar- Martinez could have. So to begin with, that, that was a huge problem coming into the game. Uh, second of all, you know that you know there is a huge problem when when your central defender in this case Milan Skriniar is actually playing a bet is playing as a better midfielder than all of the midfielders did in that game so, I'll tell you what you know in, in, in all honesty I was kind of impressed with with Milan Skriniar in the midfield exactly. I, I don't know why I because think I, I think the, the only thing that he kept Yeah I, I think I I think he's limited with his mobility, but in terms of his ability to to act as a true midfielder, I was actually kind of impressed. Yeah, because he has the quality. That's the thing, right? You know, that's, and that's the issue, right? That, that should give you uh, a sense of how badly, uh, how badly this game could have gone for us. Like, we, have, we, we actually were lucky that we had such good centre-backs and such good defence because, in on, all honesty, coming into that game, like, when you when when we look back at the game right now, uh, today like, I mean it was like we were playing with hopes like we were just playing it wrong in hopes that Keita Balde, who actually came back from two months injury and and like relying on him to make something magical and that like that that's not reasonable to do so, I mean, the thing is that 
the problem I had is that I, I felt like the midfield wasn't good at all. And, and and we're just lucky that we conceded only one goal in that game. So so I can't I can't let Spalletti take all the all the blame because you no know, he he had he hadn't he didn't have any more he didn't, he couldn't do anything else like twelve senior players and and this this was the game. But in when it comes to the motivational factor, I don't know if the the players played their hearts out in in a sense. I, I felt I feel like some players. Did a little bit more than others could. Uh, Perisic actually did very poor this game, in my opinion. Uh, I think that you can you can see that Borja Valero is getting of age. He 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 doesn't really respond well to the fast paced of games. Uh, so so, I mean, there's a lot to be said for uh, si- simplicity in a sense because if you look like if you look look what Skriniar actually did he he just drove the ball he kept it very simple he didn't try to do uh, take a very high technical numbers or you know something spectacular he just tried to push the ball forward all the time so you know that that could be a lesson for for all the midfielders that you know if if this center back of a man like he, he's pretty large too and if he can do this so simply it's an effortless like you, you all should be ashamed of yourself in a sense so so i don't know i, I just i'm just a little bit of disappointed of the mentality of the of the players and that, that leads i think to another 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 topic of discussion here and and i know there's uh, kind of been an outcry within our community and several other communities that it's time for spalletti to go and, and i know that you said that you don't really feel like he should bear the full responsibility no. of, of of how of how things game. happened on Thursday. Yeah. But but I think if you take the overall picture of where Inter is, how they performed from the time he started to now, um, you know, I, I would almost have to say, and I think I said this to to, to Pete with uh, AC Milan offside in my Q and A I did with him uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, I think that if Inter fails to reach reach the top four this season, I think Spalletti is gone. I, I think I I think that that's probably it for him. And 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 honestly, I don't know that a top four finish saves him. Um, no, I, I think, think it just so. kind of depends on the. I just think it depends on the mindset that Steven Zhang and and Beppe Marotta have uh, in 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 terms of where they think the the, the future of this team lies. Is, is it something they feel comfortable putting in the hands of Luciano Spalletti? Uh, and, and right now, I think there's a lot of fans uh, that say no, that, that 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 it's time to move on. And in fact, there's been several on on our site uh, uh, on serpents of serpentsofmatadina.com that have actually said that if he loses Sunday, if he loses the Derby Sunday, he, he should be sense. fired immediately. Um, and, and I don't know that that'll happen. I mean, um, but but you have to you have to look at all components of of where enters that right now. Right now, we're one point back of Milan uh, in fourth. Um, but we have uh, three, four teams that are nipping at our heels for that fourth and final Champions League spot. And you've got AS Roma, who has struggled, but now they have Claudio Ranieri, um, who are, who's come in and, and, and tried to bring about a resurgence. And I think you're going to see a bit of an upswing from Roma, as you do typically when teams let go of a coach and bring in a new one. Uh, Manchester United is a perfect explanation of this, uh, a perfect demonstration of this after after letting go Jose Mourinho and bringing in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, you've seen a big resurgence of the Red Devils, and now they are threatening to uh, to 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 wreak a lot of havoc uh, in the top four in the Premier League. And I think you're going to see the same thing with Roma. I, I, all just because I think that's just the nature of things. I think that's just how things are when you when you have one coach who may not be getting things done. You bring in a new coach, regardless of who it is. Um, you know, I think you see a team that ticks back up and. And, and shows uh, and shows a lot of promise, and, I, and I, you see that everywhere. Uh, so, Inter is in a very precarious position right now in terms of what could happen moving forward after Thursday's loss to Eintracht Frankfurt, and what will happen Sunday in the, in the Derby uh, with with Milan. And so, I guess the question is, uh, Sam, you know, is Spalletti gone after this season? Mm, you know. <laughs> I'm I, I'm in the in the boat where you, you know at this point like let's be rational about it. Okay, let's say that we we lose against Milan, which isn't isn't something that should should be too spectacular because Milan is in a high upswing right now. Sure, you know they, their games in particular hasn't looked too great. They they have been 
uh, winning games due to uh, Piontek's uh, very good form and 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 that other guy that that Brazilian midfielder that they just brought in what's his name uh, I don't I, I lost his name but but the new guy that they brought in in January so but the thing is that they they, they have a um, uh, Gattuso has you know structured the defense very well so so they're playing good but I think that sacking Spalletti doesn't fundamentally solve. Inter's problems. If we look at the seven last years, right, we have done this a lot of times. And and short term, sure, you can get a good reaction, but long term, it doesn't it doesn't give any stability. I think that Spalletti is too stubborn for his own good. Like he, he sticks to certain style of play when 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 the opponent it doesn't actually suit the the opponent that we are facing, but. I don't think that. I mean, who who we, are we going to bring in if we sack him right now? Conte. I don't think that Conte will come in like mid season and, and take over a damaged team in in a sense. I think that he will be uh, more available in, in the summer. I mean, you have Mourinho. I think the same thing goes for him. Uh, so I'm thinking like, sure, if we lose to Milan, I don't think that that's something that should. Uh, I mean, it, sh- it shouldn't shock anyone because. Milan has a better form than us right now. Sure, derby is a derby, and in a, it, it, it doesn't matter if you have a good form or bad form. But I don't think I don't think that this game in particular is the reason that Spalletti is going to leave this summer. I think that in totality, like he has peaked. I think that I don't think Spalletti is that that top top level coach. He's right under that. So I don't think that. I don't know. I just get a feeling that he has peaked, and this is you know the best he can do. So I I think that they're probably gonna stick with him uh, till the summer. I think that's the most rational decision, and I think that that's fundamentally what what should be right. Because in all in all, it's not like Spalletti has done such a terrible job. Like he actually has done a lot of good things for this club as well. Like he has. Uh, got Brozovic to the point where he, we consider him to be fundamental for the team and how we play. Uh, other coaches didn't uh, uh, didn't succeed in that. Like he he has Ishkrinya actually has uh, got uh, uh, have said in the interview that uh, Spalletti has taught him like how, how to be a, a world class defender. You know how how defenders should act in different scenarios in the game. Uh, so, so you know, there is a lot to be said about that, but I don't know. Sure, you know, in interworld, you know, these things happen, and we are, we we can't live without drama, obviously. So, so it wouldn't surprise me if Spalletti uh, would get sacked, but I don't. Me personally, I don't think that that's the case. I think that the, it 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 is already been done that that Spalletti is going to leave in the summer. I don't think that is. I don't even think that. That's debatable at this point. I think that he has peaked, and uh, this is the best he, he probably would do, three and fourth place. But what I hope that is that the player show a little bit more character and a little bit more mentality, because fundamentally we have a better team than than Milan has. Milan doesn't have as a strong team as we do, so we should be able to beat them. Um, and, and, you know, one thing to, to think about, and I think one thing to ask here, and maybe, maybe early is if Spalletti does get sacked, let's say he does get sacked in the summer or there's a mutual parting of ways or however Can you want to phrase it. <laughs> that's, that's all I, I know. That, that's all I, I, I know that, that's, that, that the, the problem is, is that he, he has to get his pro license first and, 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 cause he doesn't have it right now. He's got an A license, which allows him to coach, I think, in the C level and yes. be an assistant in, in Serie A and Serie B. Um, you can bring up the Primavera. You, you can just bring uh, up the okay. Primavera and, and let him coach, but, you know, officially, uh, you know, outside, you, you have the Primavera coach who has the license, but he's the coach. So you can solve that. And so, so is he the right choice? Is he the, is he the no, logical choice here? No, he's not the the logical choice. Would probably be if I was Zhang or Marotta, and if the case came to that the fact that okay, we need to get rid of Spalletti, then I would I would probably go and and give Conte or Mourinho, uh, you know, a contract ASAP because regardless, like we we need a coach and and. If, if we're gonna change right now, so let let's just do it. You know, as it is, 
So I would just go after Mourinho or Conte, you know. I, I would take someone that has the personality, in a sense, like can control these types of uh, environments, in a sense. So, so I would go directly after one of those. Uh, and and uh, I don't know if that, that's a reasonable or a logical thing, but, but that's what I would do anyways, because I don't think that taking, taking in... Uh, uh, you know the the primavera coach or someone like that. I don't think that that would solve solve anything. I think that we have already done that and seen what that does. So, I think that you need to bring in a coach who who just you know can can approach uh, a game per game in a cynical way and just give a little bit of balance and 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 you know uh, security. So I would just go all in for a counter and win and just you know give them guarantees that they can they can have the transfers they want in the summer but they need to go in come in now because see, this this doesn't work with Spalletti and of what I've heard is if we were to sack Spalletti we, we have to actually pay him 25 million euros so uh, you know that aspect too like the, that could be something to have in your calculation but I, I I would say that Conte or Mourinho is the is the mo- most reasonable uh, choices for Inter if they are to sack uh, Spalletti after the uh, after the derby if we lose. Well, and I think I think you know Mourinho has talked about a lot simply because of what he did during the the 10 campaign, and that's great. I mean, it's, it's great to, to, to. But but the thing is, is I think Mourinho has probably reached his peak. Yeah. Um, I think he is. I think I, I don't know that he is necessarily the best choice for this club. I know that he's a popular choice for this club, but I, I just don't think that I, I don't think it's there for him right now. You, I, you know, know, Conte. I, I, I like I like Antonio Conte. I, I like I like what he did at Chelsea. I like uh, um, I, I like his methodology. I like what he yeah. did with the national team. Um, I, I think he's got a good potential. But how about you know how about a Diego Simeone? Uh, here's a here's a guy who, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know that that he wouldn't just simply because good coaches love challenges. Yeah, and but, and and, but and right now. Matt, that's the thing. This is well, not a challenge. And, and, this is a poly- political thing. Because if you look at Inter squad, like they 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 have twenty two players who have like four or five different uh, clicks in a sense. Like it, this, the, the, there needs to be fund- fundamentally there needs to be some some security. Like it's like we we are we are a bipolar type of club right now. Like. From one week to another, we play like a world-class team. The next week, we play like a provincial team. So, I mean, in in, in hindsight, like if Simeone takes over this club, what can what guarantees can give him? Because obviously, well, and that's and and, and and that's something to ask here is that you know if Spalletti is gone, of course, all this is 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 debatable. Yes, but if, if Spalletti is gone, and let's say we look at Antonio Conte. Or we do look at Jose Mourinho, or we do look look at another name that maybe not be out there that we're not we're overlooking. Lord forbid, I suggest like a Louis Van Hall who's officially retired, so oh, no, that's no. not an option. Or, or or bringing back anyone else. But what does that mean for what Inter will have to do in the transfer market this summer? I mean, obviously, bolstering the midfield has got to be a top priority because right now our midfield is a shambles. Oh, absolutely. Um, that should be the most, most the first thing that you should do when the transfer open starts is to is to go out to the media and say that, hey, we have just purchased three world-class midfielders. I don't know, one, two, three. I it doesn't matter. That should be the number, number before even the coach comes because fundamentally that's where we like. That's why we don't, we can't close games. You can't control games. That's because, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said about Brozovic and, you know, everybody says that he, he's such a good player and all, but sure he is. But the problem with Brozovic is that, first of all, he's the only player that can actually move a ball from one point to another. So what that basically means that every time Brozovic makes a big mistake, you know, you can see it because he's the only one who does it time and time and time again. So you need to put other players that they can actually do what he does, but even better. So so if I was like someone like Osilio, I, I would look at someone who is... Who, who isn't like a 20-year-old midfielder. I would look like someone who has done this for a while, you know, he's a bit seasoned and has that authority, that character and that and that quality that that, that can go into any type of game and, and basically that, like take it, take the bull by the horn and, and actually dictate it because that would give 
insurance to other uh, other players around him that okay, so so we have this type of uh, security in the midfield. Okay, so so now we can build on that, and it, it actually gives a, a bit more security to the players around him. So that's absolutely. I will. That's the first thing I will do. I would just because in in football, according to me, games are one central on the pitch. All. Get all all teams that are very good and are very uh, successful have world class midfielders. There is none no team in the world that is successful in this game that ha- doesn't have world class midfielders. Hey, just look at Croatia in the in the World Cups. Like they have three world class midfielders at the same time. Like, come on. And and if you look at look at Madrid when they were thriving or Barcelona or. Manchester City or Liverpool or whoever, like all of these, all of these, all of these teams have world-class central midfielders, and that's the first thing we need. It is great, great. We we need to get rid of Gagredi, all the Gagredinis and Joao Mario's and, and Vecinos that we actually doesn't don't use in the, in a, in a sense. Like Joao Mario is just rotting. You know, he comes in and goes. Gagredini the same thing, and Gagredini the, the dude doesn't even play when when he's not. He doesn't even play in the in the European Cups. And he doesn't play in the league. Like, what's the point of having that that man in the in the in the team, anyways? Like, I mean, dead meat needs to go, and we need to bring in someone that actually has some type of character and 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 can actually dictate. So I will I will actually go all in for a Rakitic or a, or someone like that who who has the has that type of quality. And, well, and the thing is, the the big thing here is that if you get rid of the coach, you almost have to bring in a new coach before you can start shopping on the market. Just because Absolutely. you don't want to bring in players, you don't want to bring in players that may or may not fit the system. And, sure. and if you bring in Conte, uh, you could look at a Rakitic or someone like that, and that that player may not actually fit what Inter is going to run in the next season. So I, I think you've got before you you can't put the cart before the horse, and I think you've got to. Uh, you've got to have the coach in place uh, and understand what the coach needs and what the coach requires to run his method of play uh, before you can start shopping on uh, in the market. So um, I, I think if Spalletti goes, I think I think the first thing for Inter is going to be to find a new coach, whether that be Antonio Conte, whether that be Jose Mourinho, Diego Simeone, Cambiasso, uh, <laughs> you know, whoever, whoever happens. Man. Imagine this Javier match. Javier Zanetti could be the next coach of Inter Milan <laughs> at this point, for all anyone knows. You know what the dream scenario would be if Simeone is a head coach and Cambiaso is his assistant coach. I mean, like that would be a dream. <laughs> that, it's possible, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's and that's and that's a doable situation. Absolutely. So, um, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about the Derby coming up on Sunday. We're going to preview that. Uh, then we'll also talk about a few other things, uh, maybe talk about a few uh, some players that Inter might want to look at in the transfer season. But we'll talk about that when we come back after the break. You're listening to the Serpents of Inter podcast on the SB Nation Network. And welcome back here to the Serpents of Inter podcast. Matt Clark, Sam Poor, in with you uh, uh, for another edition. Uh, we, we've talked quite a bit. Uh, we talked a little bit about Frankfurt uh, in the first segment. Uh, we talked a lot about Spalletti and and where his future lies. But obviously, a lot of that could possibly hinge on what happens Sunday in the second installment of the Derby della Medina uh, at the Giuseppe Miazza that is coming up uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, scheduled to kick off at 3.30 uh, Eastern Daylight Time, 8.30 local time in Milan. Uh, a lot of uh, options to watch. You can check out our preview on serpentsofmadadina.com uh, to read our match preview to see kind of where things lie. Uh, and, and we've glazed on this uh, over this a little bit here, but with, with, with the differences between Milan and Inter, you see two teams that are on two completely different trajectories. Yes. Uh, Milan is on, is on a rise. Uh, they have performed outstandingly over the last uh, several matches. Eight shutouts in their last eleven, uh, and and they've they've secured twenty points in two thousand nineteen compared to just eleven uh, for Inter Milan uh, in just this year since January of two thousand nineteen. So uh, th- this is a far cry from where things stood when these teams first played this season, where Inter was 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 enjoying uh, uh, solid play. Milan was was in flux. They. Uh, they were they were battling with, uh, with with the downward slides of of several players, uh, you know, including Iguain. Um, but now they have uh, you know Lucas Paqueta, who came in from Flamengo, who has uh, who who has uh, done wonders in the midfield, and, and you can't say enough 
about Piantic, uh, who has who has just put things on fire uh, for Milan. Uh, <laughs> only one other only one other player has scored more goals in every competition this season than than Piantic, and I'll give you a guess who it is. Mm, I, I would say that it's probably Messi or Ronaldo. It is Messi. Lionel yes. Messi is the only other player who has scored more goals than uh, Christoph Piantic. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so this is a, an extremely dangerous team. And, and 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 they're they're peaking at a very good time. They just surpassed Inter to take third. Uh, they're one point above uh, the the Nierazzurri for uh, for a third in Serie A. And, and Inter is is back where they were last year. They're they're fighting for a Champions League spot when they probably shouldn't be fighting for one at all. Uh, they should have a, a position secured behind. Uh, and maybe even challenging Napoli for second, uh, and, and even Juventus for third or for first. But but now here we are, where we've got we've seen a downward slide in January, much like last year. Uh, and, and Inter is now struggling and has the potential to be on the outs in terms of of a Champions League position, much like they were last season. It came down to the last match against Lazio for Inter to even get a top four finish, and and, and this is something that could uh, could happen again. And you've got you've got Roma, you've got Lazio, you've got Atalanta. Uh, you've got all these other squads that are just nipping at the heels for not only a fourth place spot, but fifth and sixth for the Europa League. And none of these spots are guaranteed for Inter at this point. Um, and, and Inter is a team that that is in flux. They have they have uh, had uh, a good amount of issues with obviously Mauro Riccardi. Uh, we saw what suspensions did with this team uh, mm-hmm. Thursday against Eintracht Frankfurt with Asamoah out and, and Martinez out. Uh, Brozovic was out with an injury. Yes, uh, Nangolan is out and probably will be out this match as well. Yes. Uh, Jean Miranda is probably going to be out. Uh, the, the, the only benefit here is that Inter will have a little bit deeper bench to, to play with against Milan. But y- y- the biggest concern here is just how potent Milan is on offense and whether Inter's defense, which is very good. I mean, I don't think we can overlook that. Inter's no, defense is very good, very good. D- despite the challenge. Despite the challenges we've seen on offense, Inter's defense has been a bright spot of this entire season. So, um, you, you know, if, if if there were worries, you know, you could assuage those worries a little bit with Inter's defense. But still, uh, with what Gattuso has done with AC Milan uh, in, in 2019 is nothing short of phenomenal. And, and this provides a huge challenge for Inter coming into the Derby. And, and you know, you're going to have Martinez start up front. Uh, I think you're going to have Politano, Perisic, and Brozovic. Mario, uh, Jean Mario will probably get called up to start. Uh, Vecino will probably start. Uh, I think on defense, you're looking at DeVry, Skriniar, Asamoah, and D'Ambrosio. Yes. And, of course, Handanovic in, in goal. So so really, Spalletti is putting out the best available team he has possible. Um, one big question here is, is does Mauro Riccardi see the pitch here? No. Um, you know, he's not going to start, but does he come out and play? No. I don't think. You don't I, think so? I, it, no, I uh, okay. So now I know because Palette, the official uh, player squad has been released, and uh, Icardi isn't isn't in that squad. But uh, if if we're gonna look at the future as well, I don't. I, 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 I mean, I think it's so infected at this point. I don't think it's even like reasonable to to uh, to for him to even play. I, don't, I think it's too much heat surrounding that. Uh, this. This uh, whole Icardi thing, I think that everyone has, in a way, everyone has been in a wrong. Because, and the problem with that, it was so funny about that, that the only persons that has gained from this situation are our opponents. Nobody else has gained from it. Icardi hasn't gained anything from it. Inter has definitely not gained anything from it. So if we, if we look at the Icardi situation, I, 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 don't, I think that maybe... Maybe in in a few weeks he might start to play again just to get his value back up. But I, you know, I I think that that's that that's that that train has gone. I think that he will probably be sold this summer. I think that the problem is a e- little e- bit even 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 if Spalletti is sacked at the end of the season, I, I he still goes in. Yeah, I think that. I mean, it's it's about it's about a management thing. I think it's a, it's about a trusting. I mean, in in a, like if you look at it, like nobody has. Everybody has, in a way, at this point, like tried to save their own skin. You know, p- things are getting leaked out. I-, I think that you know, I think that if you look at what Icardi is putting out in 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 social media, in a sense that he he's just trying to 
smooth it out for himself, basically. And I understand that because he's not only one in fault here. Like it's it's very easy to play the blame game and say that oh, Icardi is in the fault. Absolutely, is he in the fault for for uh, for not being a better professional in a sense? Because regardless of him being a captain or not, like. You know, you should be play. You get a lot of money to do this, and this is your job. But, but you know, he wasn't put in this situation to begin with. Like, it's it, it's a management thing as well. So I, I think that I my honest thing and my honest reaction to this is that I think that he will he will probably leave. And if he doesn't leave, you know, kudos to Marotta or whoever who saw this. But I think that he will probably. Uh, Leave regardless of Spalletti being or not being. I, I I don't think that matters. I think the deeper. I think the issue is deeper than that. I think the the, the issue is. I mean, here's the thing. You have his wife, right? His wife is actually a paid person who goes on TV and 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 says stuff. So in 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 this case, what should have Juan Daikardi have said in that in that Tiki Taka episode where he where she said that I think that Icardi should get some more better balls in a sense. It's not like she's going to say that, no, he should get less balls. She said something that uh, she, she's paid to do. She, she said something. The problem lays in the fact that Icardi didn't go out and, and publicly defend his team. So right there, he loses all credibility in, in towards his, his teammates. So with that, you know, uh, I understand that he gets sacked for for that. For, I mean, he 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 loses that captaincy and all that. But the problem is the way he he was managed, the way that everyone has approached it in the management team. Nobody talks about it. So I don't know. Uh, I think that I think that Icardi is is uh, is done and dealt with. I don't. I'm, unfortunately, I don't think that he will stay. But when it comes to FC Inter versus AC Milan, I think that. Uh, Gennaro Gattuso has done a good job with structuring the team, but they have struggled. They haven't played well, but they have gotten points. So that's a good thing for us because if we can actually make them pay for their bad games they have pay- played, it could it could it could actually uh, be upswing for us. But uh, my honest reaction is that I think that we have a little bit too much turbulence uh, right now so it could be a little bit problematic for us to actually because they actually go in this game with no pressure we are the ones who have pressure because we are the ones who who come in come come in this season you know with all guns blazing and you know we should do this and we should go do that and and all so uh, it's going to be a tough one a derby is derby but i think this one is going to be a tough one i don't think that perisic going to stay either uh, after the summer he actually has uh, put uh, put in some transfer requests in the past i think that if he leaves uh, that that would be good for the for the team as well i think that he's a little bit to blame for this situation as well uh, but yeah i mean uh, i think that regardless of what what uh, what the situation is like i think that we will probably win this game anyway so i think that we have a good really? chance yeah that i was think- my, that was my next, my next question is 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 the, is the team that spalletti is able to put out yeah. uh, on sunday are they good enough to beat Milan, uh, you've got uh, and, and let me bring up a few things here. First off, you know Milan ha- has gone back to the four three three, which is probably its most prolific its prolific formation. Uh, you, you've got uh, a defense that isn't great, but it's not bad. Uh, it, you know Tmua Bas- uh, Bakayoko uh, in front of the back four has been good. Uh, you know Big Alessio Romagnoli, yeah, Biglia's back. Alessio Romagnoli. Uh, has 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 done well uh, with uh, Musacchio uh, or Musacchio rather. Uh, you know, I think I think they they have a, a potential chemistry there that can do very good things. Um, but is that uh, you know is Inter's offense enough to to surpass their their run of play defensively of late? Do you think? Do you know what? Do you know uh, what what am I? What my biggest concern is. If it depends on what how Gattuso sees it, if Gattuso thinks that he can control this game, he will probably start with a, uh, with someone like Biglia because Lucas Biglia has a good passing range. He can he can he can hold the ball. He can pass very well. So I think that the, uh, if Biglia starts, their the mentality is going to be a bit more offensively. They they probably gonna go in the game trying to control it and trying to end it pretty fast. 
if Bakayoko starts in the in the defensive midfield in front of the in front of the centre backs, he, Gattuso will probably think that we will try to attack them and try to pressure them. So he will probably want someone that is uh, a little bit more defensive. But the the thing is that Bakayoko has um, has a good passing range as well. He can actually move the ball very fast. He has the he has the pace to do that. But I think the key part in this game would be who who starts in in their central midfield. If it's Biglia, they have a good chance of winning, in my opinion, because I think that Biglia, all in all, is a much better player than Bakayoko. He has a better view of the game. He has better passing feats and, and so on and so forth. But but um, I think that Inter will come in this game with, with a high intensity, in in a sense. I think that they have a, have something to prove, and I think that that would be the uh, the, the the factor, the, the, the ace factor in this game. More or less, I think that that could be be the thing. And 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 the thing is that nobody, I, I don't know if somebody has actually talked about it, but this is actually a very good uh, situation for for someone like Martinez because Martinez has actually no pressure. He has nothing to lose because he he has been in Icardi's shadow for all this time, and now you know he he just, he can just relax and play and try to do his best. And I think that he will thrive from from a game like this. I think that the the game will be probably a little bit open, I think, uh, uh, in in the beginning, and it will get a little bit tighter in the end of the game. But one nil, one nil, two one, maybe something like that. Pro- maybe one one, but I don't see us losing. That's the main thing here. I I, I think that the the players will come in with the revenge, and you know they will put the the dramas, you know. Uh, in the in the locker rooms for this one, and and just go out and with guns blazing and and probably do a good job. But uh, regardless of that, I think that um, if you look like uh, look at the the games ahead and and and, and uh, everything that comes with that, I think that it's going to be a bit hard for us to uh, maintain the third spot. I'm not so worried about Roma because Roma um, lost today as well. Uh, so and, and I think that they they are in a bad position right now. Lazio gives and give you know they they lack qualities uh, in certain areas that can be problematic for them. And Atalanta, I don't, you know, Gasperini does a incredible job with them, but I don't think they. I I think that Inter and Milan probably would take the Champions League spots, but I think that regardless of we, us winning or losing, we will probably end. Uh, end the season with placing fourth, anyways. I think that. So, so, I don't so does does Inter does Inter's defense have enough to contain Piantic and Paqueta? Yeah, I mean, Skriniar has shown it before. Skriniar would probably eat Piantic for 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 a snack. I don't think. <laughs> I don't. I don't see Piantic actually as the biggest threat in this game. I, I would see someone like Kessi. We probably will be a, a bit more dangerous because he he's actually so dominating because of his physique and he has a good uh, pace in him and uh, Biglia is a good player uh, and Suso always does good against us so he's he's a one to uh, uh, to look out for as well. I don't think Piontek in this game would be uh, fundamental for them. I think that. Plays like Kessi and 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 Suso will probably a be a little bit more dangerous for us, and 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 if Gattuso is smart, like look look, if I was a coach of opponent team going against Inter, it's pretty easy for for me to see what what to do. The only thing you actually need to do is to put pressure on the central midfield because the only one who actually plays the ball is Brozovic. So if you put out Brozovic from that game. That means that whoever gets the ball will probably put it on one of the uh, on one of the left or right wings, right? So regardless of that, you know, if you put it to Politano or Perisic, you know, they can play the ball uh, through the, throughout the flanks. I mean, it's it's not a threat in a sense. the The problem is that if the ball, if we can distribute the ball in central of the pitch, we have a higher chance of actually creating goal chances in a sense because it's very easy to it's no it's not very it's much easier to defend from the from the flanks than it is from the from the center of the pitch so uh i'm i'm not so worried about Piontek in a sense because i think that the physical aspect of Skriniar and the fact that he is a very good defender and he's he has the power and the and the pace to uh go against someone like um 
Piontek, I would be more uh, interested in in Paqueta and Kessi and Suzu and these players. I think that they will be a bigger threat because they will probably drive the ball central of the pitch, and and I don't know how long we can withstand that. And pro and and probably like uh, if Perisic starts, you know, we should all go to church or mosque or whatever religion you have, like, and and pray that that he, he has a good day, like, because if Perisic oh, yeah. has a shit day, like, we play with ten men anyway. So I mean, that way we are fucked. Right. So, so I mean, <laughs> so I mean, like it, it all boils down to what you, what, 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 what mental state is Perisic and all the guys in, and he does. If Kandreva, if Kandreva and Perisic start together, then we don't have any thanks, and and they, you know, then then we can just walk off the game because it's, it's not going to happen anyway. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm a right, little so, bit cynical, but yeah. So I want to I want to close things up with with uh, you know I want to ask a few questions uh, and and these are ones that Sam you can answer on, on the immediate and everyone else you know can comment uh, underneath here uh, when you listen uh, but but last week I asked about Gareth Bale and, and and you know I'm curious Sam what are your thoughts on 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 Inter bringing in a player like Gareth Bale if he's one affordable which he probably won't be and two available which he likely may be. Um, you know, is, is Gareth Bale someone to bring in to Inter Milan in the offseason as a striking option? Okay, Matt. So so let, let's start. There's two Gareth Bales. The first Gareth Bale is the player Gareth Bale. So so the quality and the player Gareth Bale absolutely can go into any team in the world. He, he's good enough and he has shown that he has the... He has the size, he has the technique, he has the shots. You know, he's a complete wing uh wing player so he's very very good as a player the problem with Garrett Bale is that first of all he's very injury prone so so you like he, he plays two games and he's gone for like two months second of all he probably will have a pretty hefty salary like you know coming from Spurs to Madrid and have playing all those you know winning all those trophies he probably will have like a minimum of 50 million after taxes something like that much, much, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a big hit to Inter's bottom line, especially if you know. Even though, even though Inter will be out of financial fair play, I don't uh, yeah. see Suning yeah. Group being a team, being a group, being an ownership group that's going to come out and say, "Okay, here's two hundred million dollars, spend it how you want." I don't see that. No, I, I don't on, that at all. That's not even rational. Like you don't put that type of money on a player that is that injury prone. The player. Gareth Bale, absolutely. I will have him. He's a good player. And the one, one of the other problems that Gareth Bale has, as I understand that, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't interact, like, he doesn't embrace the culture of the, the country he's in. So, of what I've heard, he, he doesn't, doesn't even, he doesn't even know Spanish. Exactly. So, like, he, he's <laughs> been there for so many years. He do, doesn't even speak Spanish. And he plays in the, in, in the biggest team in Spain, uh, in the capital of Spain. Like, I mean, and then you you put that with uh, in contrast to some, a country like Italy, like they they are very very uh, conservative. So so they they not they are gonna insist on play like talking Italian and everything Italian. So so I mean that could be a, a huge problem for someone like Gareth Bale. Uh, so so I think that the player Gareth Bale absolutely, but 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 everything else I I I don't see that man. I I think that. I think that that's a huge long shot, and if that happens, I will probably question how they actually thought when they actually valued that that, <laughs> that transfer because, right? Because that I, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, if you're gonna put that salary on a player, I would I would rather put it on uh, Eden Hazard or or you know someone someone who is probably a little bit more not so injury prone in a sense, and 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 probably can. Add a little bit more value in in terms of actually playing and and doing something. So yeah, no, I would say no to that. Okay, and, and here here's my question. Um, you know, and, and this is for you and and for for anyone listening. You know, who does enter specifically player wise, not position wise, player wise? Who should enter look at? In, in the summer transfer window to bring in. And I don't, I, you know, and I want us to be very, very cautious about, you know, just spurting out big names like Messi or someone like that. <laughs> no. you know, we, have, we have to be realistic. Let's look at realistic options that Inter could be looking at. A, a Romelu Lukaku, realistic. An, an Anthony Marshall, realistic. 
these are all realistic potentials for enter. So I want to know who, what, what player specifically should enter look at realistically in the summer transfer window to either bolster what we have or replace people we should sell, like a, uh, let's say a, a Matias Vecino and a, and a Borja Valero and a, a Mario Icardi and a possibly Yvonne Perisic and you know who who should be brought in to a Jao Miranda. Jao Miranda is a player who may or may not has a good op- good chance to not be with Inter next year. Um, you know, so who should Inter go after to replace some of these names that either are probably going to go by the wayside in the summer? Um, and like I said, a, a, a Marshall a Lukaku, possibly, uh, again, I'm not advocating for either one of those two. I'm just saying that in terms of being realistic and thinking honestly and realistically about who inter can afford and who inter can realistically bring in at the right price, who should we be looking at? Um, Rakitic, uh, is a possibility. Um, you know, I, I, but I think there's some players that we would love to have that just aren't financially in the cards they're just not you know messi is one man who wouldn't want to have Lionel messi but not financially now you're no 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 yeah if in order for for if Lionel messi wanted to come to inter in order for that to happen like suning needs to give him stocks in suning group or something like that (laughs) that 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 fee and that transfer fee and that salary like if you think that ownership was like yeah i mean like if you Owner, think ownership, like, ownership and Jiangsu Inter, as they will be yeah. named now, because uh, instead of Jiangsu uh, Suning, which is uh, the uh, the Super League Chinese team that uh, that Suning owns now, that is r- reportedly going to be renamed Jiangsu Inter. Uh, so so maybe some some inter some 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 ownership stock uh, in, in that company as well as uh, you know maybe a, a sweet talking deal with Alibaba or Tencent or another Chinese company yeah. that, that that Lionel Messi can own stock in. But yeah, like I said, I, you know I I want people to think about it and 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 really think about realistically who could enter target to bring into because they're going to have to bring people in. They're not going to be this, we cannot have another summer of a quiet transfer window. We no. do, it's just not. We just can't do it. We have too many holes to fill, too many, too many questions that we have to try to answer, and we're going to have to bring people in. I see Inter trying to bring four, maybe even five people in in the in, in the summer, and I and I think I think that is a realistic thing to look at. Now Very the question cool. is is who are those who are those people? Um, you know, and 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 let's consider the fact that Inter is going to probably have a little bit freer purse strings to spend but it's not going to be open season this is not going to be real madrid money where they tell uh where they tell their manager their new manager that hey here's 300 million have fun that's not going to happen (laughs) it's not going to happen you're going to get 100 maybe 150 million and maybe a little bit more depending on proceeds from player sales and that's about it so realistically who do you think inter should be looking at give me your top five and, and think about this. You don't have to tell me right now. Think about this for next week. But your top five players that Inter should take a hard look at in the summer transfer window who could either come in, maybe even on a free transfer, or come in on the cheap and, and provide immediate impact to what this team really needs. Does it need people on defense? Eh, not really. Maybe one backup player. That's about it. Do they need midfielders? Without question. They need midfielders, you know, ASAP. much much like. Yeah, and and they need striking options. I think Latero Martinez is going to really come into his own. I think he's going to be a prominent striker. Is it going to be this year? No. Is it going to be next season? Maybe. Is it going to be two or three years from now? Absolutely. I think Latero Martinez has an immense amount of potential. Mateo Politano, you redeem him the first day of the window. You cut a check for, what, what is it? 35 to 20 million, 25 million euro, yeah. I think is what it is. You yeah. cut that check immediately because Politano is worth it. He has shown his worth. You, you pony up and you, and you pay it. You let Cedric Suarez go. You let Simi Versaco go back to Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, Keita, I, you know, I, think it's a, I, think, I think it's a coin toss right now, whether you redeem him or not. 35 million is a lot. Yeah. If, if, if Monaco comes down and says, all right, well, maybe, uh, maybe 20 million. Or maybe fifteen million. Then I think that's more that's more advantageous. Reasonable, I think that's yeah. a, that's a better play. Thirty five million. No, if they, if they stick at thirty five million, then Keita Balde goes back goes back to France. So you know, as we close up here, I want people to think about that and and who who are who are your top five realistic wants for the summer transfer window for Inter Milan, uh, taking all things into consideration. So Matt, uh, Matt, Sam, say, yeah, go ahead. Can 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 I just add something to that question? Sure, sure. And please uh, add. 
what what type of position you think that Inter should pri- prioritize in in regards of of the team? Well, I think that would be indicative of the players that they pick. No, yeah, I mean, I think it, 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 if you if you say I want this person, this person, and this person, and all three of them are central midfielders and vary that's between attacking and defensive, then then I think I think you got it. I think you know what position they want. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, you can certainly add that, but yeah, I, I would I would encourage people to to really take a hard look at that. You know, watch the match on Sunday. Root for Inter. Uh, we'll either be rejoicing in the streets or drowning in our own tears uh, <laughs> after the match. Um, but then, but then on Monday, I want everyone to take a hard look. You have homework here with the Serpents of Inter podcast. Your homework is: I want you to come up with five names, five realistic players that Inter could either pull in on a free transfer or pull in relatively inexpensively who can make an immediate impact to this team next season. So that that's that's the homework that I have for everyone. Uh, and, 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 uh, with that, we're going to, we're going to wrap a, we're going to wrap a bow on this episode of the Serpents of Inter podcast. Uh, big, big things coming up again. We've got, uh, the, the Derby, uh, is coming up on Sunday. That is an afternoon kick ESPN plus here in the States, uh, Rye Italia America as well. Several options. Otherwise coming up, uh, we'll have an international break coming up. So we'll have plenty of opportunity to drown in our own sorrows or, or light flares and celebration after Sunday, depending on how things go, because Inter will not be uh, in action again until they return to the Giuseppe Miazza on March 31st to take on Lazio. Uh, that'll be a 2.30 kickoff uh, Eastern Daylight Time. And then April 3rd, they will take on Genoa. Uh, that will be on the road at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, uh, followed by Antalanta on the 7th at 9 a.m. And then Frozenone, the, the powerful team of Frozenone, uh, <laughs> will, will entertain Inter Milan on April 14th at 2.30. So that, that's a look at what we have coming up with the schedule. Uh, a lot, uh, you know, a lot of things we could talk about, a lot more stuff we could, we could cover, but uh, I'm going to call it short for right now. Uh, for Sam Poor, I am Matt Clark. You've been listening to the Serpents of Inter podcast. For uh, all Inter news up to the minute, up to the up to up to date information, make sure you check out our website at serpentsofmatadina.com. You can check us out on Facebook, uh, uh, Serpents of Inter. You can check us out on Twitter, also Serpents of Inter. This podcast, I am now happy to say, is on uh, uh, is on iTunes, so you can find us on iTunes. We are also uh, on. I believe Google podcast and on Spotify and Stitcher. So you can find the Serpents of Inter podcast on any of those avenues right now. Thanks to the fine folks at the SB nation network for, uh, for hooking us up. Uh, they've done a fantastic job working with us to get this thing launched and, and, and uh, off and running. So Sam, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk again next week. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about, I'm sure. Uh, and with that, we'll close things up and Forza Inter. Forza Inter. Il gioco di gambe, guadagna il fondo, il cross, e gol, 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 Dambro, Dambro, Dambro. Vale ancora dentro la rete di rigore, c'è un mischione, Nainggolan, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol, Il Ninja! Jump, 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 jump! Al 32! The Serpents of Inter podcast is brought to you on the SB Nation Network. For more information and to check out all Inter Milan news all the time, make sure to log on to serpentsofmadadina.com. Serpents of Madadina.com.